track one repeats. Can you hear me? Over. Hello and welcome to the Trap One podcast. I'm Mark. On this very special episode, we're hearing from many of the people who've podcasted on Trap One about Series 12, what their predictions and theories are about where the series is going ahead of the series finale this Sunday, The Timeless Children. Thank you very much to Colin Neal, whose idea this was, and for everybody that's taken the time to contribute. I hope you enjoy. Is anyone excited? Because I'm really excited. Okay, this is Keith with my predictions for the end of the season. I think there's been a schism or civil war on Gallifrey, where just titled refugees have hidden out on Earth, including Ruth and Lee and Brendan. They've used the same portal to escape, which humans have now used to hide the other way. It's all now in an alternate timeline, and the timeless child are kids whose histories have been unwritten by the new universe, which is the crime the masters refer to, and Doctor Who was blown into this timeline when she fell from the TARDIS at the beginning of, the, of her first season. How about that? Hi, this is Conrad with some thoughts and theories and predictions about the Series 12 finale, The Timeless Children. Um, I will start off by saying I think the uh, Whitaker era, I think we're in for a three-series run, in which case that makes Series 12 the Empire Strikes Back of the trilogy. So I think not everything is going to get wrapped up neatly at the end of this series and we'll be left with some questions and some unanswered things to go into series 13. So that's my first prediction. Number two, the first inkling I got this series that something might be up was when Yaz got uh, transported away to the uh, Kasavin realm and came back into that booth looking very, very freaked out and traumatised. And I remember thinking at the time, what happened to her down there? Was it just a short trip or... Did something happen to her? So I'm going to stick with that first gut instinct and say something happened to Yaz or there's space for something to happen to Yaz down there, possibly involving the master who seemed to take a shine with her, uh, shine to her and said, uh, stick with me, Yaz. So there could be some master shenanigans there. Um, generally, I hope there's something that uh, pulls up on, on Yaz's disillusionment and pulling away from the Doctor that she's been doing a bit this series. Like in Praxius, when she decided to run back into the the warehouse and the Doctor gave her a very strange moment of, what are you doing? Why are you pulling away? And Yaz seems to be going her own way a little bit. So while it's hard to call out, my main first prediction is, something's up with Yaz. Um, as for the main bulk of this story there's going to be the, is the mystery of the timeless child we've obviously know the Gallifrey's come back we've got Dr Ruth on the go we've got Brendan now turning up throwing in Cybermen and I'm sure other surprises in the mix it's kind of anyone's game but I would say that the central key shocker that made the master burn down all of Gallifrey is some kind of time lord human morally dubious engineering, something to do with the origins of the Time Lords that they've done to humans or something like that, which has made the nature of Time Lords something that the Master is completely outraged about. So there it is, Time Lord human engineering action. That's my prediction there. Um, personal prediction, I think my favourite episode of the season is going to be the Haunting of Villa Diodati. I think that was so belting, I don't think that can be beaten. So my prediction is I'm going to get to the end of the season and the Timeless Children's going to be wild, but I think my feeling is 
Mary Shelley's Night on Telly gets my vote. Um, this isn't so much a prediction or a theory, it's more of a guarantee uh, that my esteemed uh, friend, co-host, um, probation officer, Pete Lambert, will not make it through any discussion of the finale, uh, season 12, or indeed the entirety of Doctor Who as a whole, without bringing it round to Orphan 55. And that is a stone-cold guarantee. And Mark, uh, sorry about the uh, explicit rating on our Orphan 55 review. It was going to happen. Um, anyway, I hope you all enjoy it. Congratulations to you, Mark, and all the Trap One Gang on a fantastic Series 12. Really, really enjoyed it. Um, and yeah, see you on the other side. Love you, babies. Hello, Uncle Beard here, uh, recording my thoughts on the uh, Doctor Who finale. Uh, I have lots of thoughts and theories. There's a point in every police drama where the detective squints at the incident board and tries to piece together the crime and it feels like this is what fandom is trying to do at this very moment with all the clues and the misdirection and the hints as to what's going to happen and who are the timeless children or who is the timeless child. Of course, the most uh, intriguing part is Brendan and for my money that was definitely a chameleon arch at work. Um, also the thing with the clerk and the dad and the copper being the same age um, and him surviving and being shot, uh, surviving being shot, and then uh, the fall as well, um, both of which incidentally caused the Doctor's regenerations in the past. So, is this evidence of a double life? Who knows? Also, I'm wondering, are we looking at the origins of the Time Lords? Are the Time Lords harvesting humans somehow, or hiding them out there? Again, who knows? It could be the origin of the Doctor, the Master, or somebody else entirely. Also, I've been thinking about themes of the last two series and the promos, such as Breaking Glass, the uh, pr uh, the promo for uh, the Jodie Doctor's whole series was of a Breaking Glass ceiling. And then in the first episode, first time we meet Yaz, there is a hammer stuck in a windscreen. And then again, later on, we have... The Ruth Doctor, as she's now commonly known on Twitter, breaking the glass in order to reveal her true identity. And there's also been lots of watches and clocks, such as uh, Nanny's watch, Yaz's nanny again. Oh, there's a theme going there. Brendan's retirement clock and Ruth, Ruth's watch as well. Also, I get the impression that the Cyberman invasion of Gallifrey is uh, Chris Chibnall saying, Oh, you have a war between the Time Lords and the Daleks? Hold my beer. I've got the Cybermen and the Master. Again, love the Master. Wasn't entirely surprised that he turned up. Of course he was going to turn up. And I'm very pleased that he has. Because I love this incarnation. Lastly, will all the fam survive? I know everybody's thoughts have been on Yaz. And that something's up with her. No, I completely agree that there is, but my money's on Ryan. He's been making noises about wondering how how long they can stick with the Doctor, and don't forget that he was lambasted by the Doctor a couple of a uh, couple of weeks ago. That's interesting. So, I will be looking watching with interest this Sunday, but mostly I'll just be enjoying the ride. Yes. 
So, what do I think will be in the last episode? I think it will be Joe Martin as the Doctor shooting everyone with a massive fucking gun for an hour. That would be my ideal episode. Um, But I don't think that's going to happen. But I hope we get her back because she was good. She was a really promising Doctor. So let's let's hope that happens. Um, I don't think we'll get... Captain Jack Harkness feels like, unless it was misdirection, they only had John Barrowman for a very short amount of time just to film on one scene. Um, and I'd quite like to keep uh, keep things um, for the future. Uh, let's have a massive CGI Beryl Reed um, turning up to um, shout at the Cybermen and demand her bonus. That would be good. But seriously, uh, let's see. Um, I think the hu- that humans in the far future create the Time Lords, which is why the Master is so pissed off, because he's a massive racist and just hates the old idea of um, a different race creating his race. Um, and I think Ruth is a similar, or Doctor Who, is a similar Time Lord creation to the Doctor we've been used to. Um, she's just got a different TARDIS. Um, but, uh, you know, I don't think either of those are right. I just think that's as, as good as my creativity goes. Um, but does it mean that Rassilon and Omega are the humans in the far, far future that understood black holes and how to harness energy from them? And all that energy meant they could do incredible things with bending the laws of physics and biology to create regeneration. Um, Or, I think it... I mean, I would love this. I would like all of this to be complete misdirection. Uh, Not in a kind of a sort of um, way to sort of flatten it. I think it's risky for for Chris Chibnall to change the, the meaning of Time Lords, to say that they are humans... Um, and they, uh, you know, Gallifrey isn't what we thought it was, that the Doctor isn't an alien, Doctor's a, you know, an enhanced human or something like this. Uh, I think that would just go down really badly with the fan base and sort of um, mess around with, with history. We've, we've had to get over the, you know, Paul McGann being half human, uh, which he is in real life. Uh, so then... Could it all be a trap by the master? I don't believe him. Uh, I, I, like, why would he... I mean, why would he just do word peril and just tell the doctor, well, you know, everything's changed and everything's a lie and I know all the answers. So, you know, uh, what, what are you trying to do? Is the doctor his only, the only person he can tell in the universe? So he's just giving her a trailer for what it what he wants to say Um, but I like the first episode Ascension of the Cybermen I thought it was uh, a mixture of kind of Earthshock meets some of the tension out of Pitch Black I thought the 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 Cybermen were the best they've been for years and so um, you know properly deadly let's see them being really deadly not just walking around going you will be deleted They've got to have more agency than that. So I hope they bring that to life a bit. Um, 
uh, and the, the, the warrior Cybermen design is used a lot more. Uh, but all the ships that they had last week with all the landing on the planet and uh, the, the ship they found them in looking at something like Alien, the, the design is brilliant. So let's just up that and not just have the Cybermen being like around and about with the Master. Or, so probably all wrong. Uh, apart from the Beryl Reed CGI, all wrong. So um, I look forward to listening to myself uh, when we record this back with Mark and Pete and uh, Keith and realise how wrong I was, which is fine. So looking forward to it. Bye-bye. So what uh, do we have any, any predictions or theories for episode 10, The Timeless Children? So I'll go first, I guess because I love the sound of my own voice. As I was watching Brendan in the first half of Ascension of the Cybermen, I was assuming that he was Ashad, the original version of Ashad, and we're going to see him get converted. Right. And then you realize that it's not. So, the best way to handle the Brendan story arc is to not have him at all in episode 10 and pick up somewhere entirely different. Uh, so if Brendan is really a Time Lord hiding out on the Chameleon Arch, show him as the Time Lord that he was on Gallifrey in a flashback, and then end where Episode 9 begins, with Brendan showing up as a baby in Ireland in the 1930s. Uh, that would be how I would handle it, just as a complete misdirection. We're also going to learn a little bit more about the Sacha Duan Master and how he came to be. I don't know if we're going to see Michelle Gomez regenerate into him. That might be a bridge too far. But flashback, show him arriving on Gallifrey, newly reformed, good again, wanting to help, and learning the secret about this timeless child which drives him nuts and causes him to destroy the planet. And end the season with another cliffhanger. End the season with Joe Martin showing up again teasing us into the revelation in the next episode of the, the special as to who the Joe Martin Doctor really is. So that's how I would write it, and that's what I want to see. Of course, now that I've said that, and now that I've put that out there, what we're going to get on Sunday probably has no relation to what I'm hoping to see. But that's my prediction sitting here right now. So, I... I... Jason, that was actually it was really cool. I was talking with a friend of mine, and we we sort of figured that really, if he could go down the what we call what I call the sort of a Moffaty route of the first scene of, of of next week's episode is going to be two hundred years in the future, two hundred years in the past, or something like that, a complete cutaway to to where we expected to start. You know, that would be that would be a. a, a, a a, a very typical ploy to, that, that I've seen used before in Doctor Who. We saw throughout the Moffat years. I, that 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 could be it, um, or it could be um, what I hope it isn't is some sort of sonicy, wavy magic sort of. You know, I'll I'll, I'll stop the. We'll, we'll hold them in orbit using a magic thing that is magic and that we haven't mentioned before, but it's an old time old trick and it's magic. Right, because I think there's been way too much of that. The 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 the, the, the magic one, you know. I'm with I'm with I'm with Chris Bidmead on this. Get rid of it and and, and 
you know, have problems that are solved. Um, in terms of what's going to happen, I am honestly, I have heard about 15 different theories, 15, 15 different directions to go. I want to be surprised. I want to sit there and I want, because one of the things I think that, and, and if, if, if ever any, any sort of, you, I talk to fans who are new to Doctor Who or, you know, from a different generation than mine, I always say, for God's sake, don't listen to people like me. Because I have, I, I've lost the ability to be surprised. Or surprise takes a lot more for someone of my age and my vintage, right? I was surprised almost all the time when I was 12, 14, 16, 18, you know? And now don't get surprised anymore. The greatest gift that Chibnall could give to me on the next episode is to surprise me. So not only am I going to not predict, I'm going to say... I'm not going to predict because I don't want to. I want it to be a. I want it to be a jaw dropping. I want my earth shock moment. I want it again. That's what I want. And I'll just double back and echo what you said, Chris. I do not want to see a reset button like Stephen Moffat was so good at. Yeah. I want this episode to have consequences and trauma going forward that need to be addressed over the following season. I do not want everything tied up neatly with a nice little bow. I would like some mysteries answered, yes, and I would like to see some real angst and emotional trauma. But don't touch the reset button. Don't do that. Give us yeah. a nice, clean ending. Let's have some bravery in the storytelling. Bravery, Let's yes. Take a chance and, and have it. I, I like the idea of having a cliffhanger at the end of the season. I'd love that. So that, so that we're spending the next, you know, the next 18 months, however long it takes to get Doctor Who back on the air. So we're all spending it, doing what we're doing now. But for a huge protracted period of time, that would work. I would really like to see that because we always find that we always find with with, with you know the these season finales that we do get a sort of a off into the sunset moment. I know that the, the it's a sort of a legacy, and again, fans of a certain vintage are, are tormented by the fear of cancellation. Um, you know, it's in our DNA now. We can't get rid of it. And, and the, the GMT was always very keen not to have a cliffhanger. That's, that was the big falling out with Eric Searwood and the, uh, the, 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 you know, the end of Trial of a Time Lord. I would love to see a, a fall from the, you know, you know a Reichenbach Falls moment or something like that. Keep us talking for 18 months. It's going to be a heck of a job to keep any sort of momentum going in the gap that we're about to see. So why not have it filled with, with fans speculating and guesswork and, and bits and pieces like that? Be brave. That's what I would hope. It would be a good idea to take advantage of the fact that we know that Doctor Who is, is on for an, at least another three seasons. Uh, and I think <laughs> Piers Wenger has recently said, like, uh, you know, we are in no hurry to, uh, to stop making Doctor Who. Obviously, they're making a lot of money by selling it worldwide, aren't they? Um, so it, we, you, when we already know there's another series commissioned, um, you've got that safety net of knowing if there's a cliffhanger, there will be a resolution to it. Um, so, yeah, I think that would be fantastic. I, and I'm in absolutely the same boat as you guys. I, I want to be totally surprised. And the theories that I've seen, none of them quite ring true, I think. Um, I, it just, uh, I know people are speculating that maybe uh, it, the, you know, the remnants of humanity will go to Gallifrey and they will be the original Time Lords. But I think the, the Gallifrey that you see through the portal is the ruined Gallifrey um, post the master killing everybody. So that doesn't quite make sense. 
Brendan, I don't know. Do not pull a Battlestar Galactica <clears throat> where Adama turns out to be Adam and they're going to go back and found Earth civilization in the biblical era. Yeah. Don't do that. Battlestar Galactica did it fine, but don't do it again. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't really enjoy the ending of, um, of Battlestar Galactica. Uh, but uh, yeah, I think the idea that um, that the Ruth Doctor is pre Hartnell, I think, like you said, Jason, doesn't make sense that she would have a police box shaped TARDIS. Um, Brendan, I don't know. He seems to be aging at a normal rate, so probably isn't a Time Lord. Uh, whereas the uh, the guy that adopted him and the policeman that was his mentor obviously have not aged at a normal human rate, so so it could be uh, could be Time Lords in the way that and I've forgotten the character's name, but the the guy who was with Ruth that got killed um, Yeah, was uh, you know, was was a sort of a protector of her, um, you know, be, being on earth with her. So, yeah, it's it, it's really hard to call anything because every time you think of a theory, you think, well, no, there's something that would suggest that wasn't the case and contradicted it. Uh, and another theory, Son, I, I don't know who to credit this to, but the, the clip we keep seeing throughout the series about the timeless child is we see the, um, the, the, the actual child, but standing in front of a building, and I think somebody said, well, maybe it's the building that is significant and not the child. Um, which would be uh, another really good twist as well. So, yeah, I'm in the same boat. I, I haven't got a clue, um, but I, I, I want something really surprising. And like you say, with, with lasting consequences, um, if Gallifrey is restored again, uh, you know, that's just the sort of the cycle that we've seen played out over a longer period since the uh, since the series came back, basically, from... from 2005 to 2013, Gallifrey destroyed, but then reinstated. Um, it would be that same story again, but over a much shorter period of, of one series. So it's been um, like the hokey cokey, hasn't it? Gallifrey, yeah. Gallifrey, out, in, out, in, out. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of sick of it. You know, it, it was, it, it never bothered the original series to have it there. No, it never, it never troubled them. Just leave it there. But then it became, and I know why Russell T Davis did it because. Pretty much, and I think I read it in a Doctor Who magazine, Neil Gaiman and Mark Gatiss, all of them were recommending get rid of Gallifrey. Get rid of Gallifrey. It was it was you know, it was it was the it was the money option. Get rid of Gallifrey, have the doctor on his own. And I get that. But it then very quickly became this totem. I'm the last of the time lords, blah blah blah. And I thought, yeah, okay, you you're not some lonely god. You're just a guy in a police box who keeps trundling up to sticky situations and, and, and finding a way around them. And, and that's what you should be. So I think it became as much of a millstone at having it not there as having it there. So one way or the other, I don't care what they do with it, but I just want them to sort it out because mm-hmm. it, you know, not an, another season finale with Gallifrey again. I am of the two minds. I agree with Chris, and I have no problem with Gallifrey being there. This, the classic series certainly worked well with the Doctor being able to go home every few years. But now that it's been destroyed, leave it destroyed. Yeah. Don't give me a reset button. Don't say, oh, what you saw is not what you thought you saw. Let there be real consequences from Sacha Dewan's master having destroyed Gallifrey. And maybe start to rebuild it. Maybe have the last of the humans go back and colonize the destroyed Gallifrey and rebuild a civilization. But don't give us another reset button. 
And I think it's it's rather than have the Doctor as the last of the Time Lords as well, because it is interesting when he meets other Time Lords, um, and and maybe that's the way it's going to go. Gallifrey is destroyed, but there are other Time Lords out there, um, either like um, like the Master in in the uh, in the Rusty Davis series and the Ruth Doctor here who can't be found easily because of the uh, the Chameleon Arch that they've rewritten their DNA. Um, but you know, like the, the, the meddling monk, the Rani, it's, uh, I, I love it in the classic series where the Doctor meets other Time Lords and you've seen, they've left Gallifrey and you've seen the way that they've gone, either for good or evil. Um, so yeah, if, if Gallifrey is destroyed, I would say don't make it as absolutely final as and all the Time Lords with them because uh, it's, it's nice to have a few of them still out there, isn't it? And, uh, and bumping into the Doctor now and again. And here's another prediction. <clears throat> Chibnall was very careful in Can You Hear Me to write into the script the phrase the Guardians and the Toymaker. It's not unreasonable to think that those are not just random continuity references meant to please 60-year-old fans. I'd like to think that as a seed and we're going to get some form of the Guardians back and we're going to get some form of the Toymaker toy back for Series 13. Mm -hmm. So there are <clears throat> other stories that you can tell with the Immortals not involving the Time Lords. So let Gallifrey stay destroyed and start to rebuild it. Yes, don't bring it back in full. Don't undo the destruction. But let's see the Guardians again. Let's see a new version of the Toymaker. Let's go back and show other Immortals from the classic series. And yes, I would be totally on board with the Meddling Monk. Bring the Meddling yes. Monk back, please. <laughs> <laughs> One of Big Finish's real triumphs was the Meddling Monk. I love what they've done with the Meddling Monk. I really do. I think they, you know, choice of Graham Garden. I think they did a great job with that. Yeah, and Rufus Hound. I think he's he's excellent in the part as yeah, well. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, he, he has great fun with it, doesn't he? Absolutely. And I'll give a shout out to the New Adventures. The New Adventures did a five book arc with the meddling monk in 1993/1994. Obviously, a print version of the monk is not going to have the same impact as a big finished audio, but there is a way to do it very, very interestingly. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. I think there's there's a number of different interesting angles you can do without getting bogged down in the you know the lonely god and the the, the, the path of destiny and all that type of stuff. No, just tell us an interesting story using these interesting characters. They stand up on their own. They don't need all this all this scaffolding. We can we can it works really well on its own. Uh, we've seen that. We've we've even seen it in the new series. You know, we've we've seen it work in the new series. Another question I've got, by the way, do we think we'll see Jack back, or was he just a sort of a special guest who popped up to to give us all a, a cheer and, and and then disappear again? My understanding from John Barrowman's Twitter feed is number one, he revealed that he was in the episode five hours before it aired in the United States. So he spoiled it for a huge chunk of the viewing audience. <laughs> uh, number two, I believe he said that he's not going to be back this season, so we're not going to see him on Sunday, but he will be back next year. I think so, Chibnall said that as well, hasn't he? Uh, but whether that's misdirection or not. Be, uh, yeah, I, I mean, there was, there's, a, there's a brilliant one of the commentaries. I cannot remember which one it is. I think it is the Rygos operation, where Tom Baker's talking on, on commentary. And he says that, that actors don't come on and act on Doctor Who. He said, they come on and do a turn. And I think nowhere is that more apparent than John Barrowman. Mm -hmm. John Barrowman comes on and he gives us a turn. Yeah. You know? And, <laughs> and whatever you think about it, it I, Captain Jack always makes me smile. 
I, that was a surprise. And I had a big daft grin on my face when I was watching it. And I love stuff like that. I'd love to see him back. I'm, I'm not sure it matters one way or the other, um, you know, personally. But I, I would love to see him back because he, he did. It, it's just one of them characters that he adds a, he adds a touch of a touch of happiness. Yeah, I think you, you want to see him with Geordie Whittaker's doctor as well. You want to see that interaction, I think. Yes. Uh, and now it's been teased. It, yes. it's, it's definitely something I'd like to I'd like to watch. And in terms of doing a turn, Sacha Dewan was also doing a turn as the master, and I'm really, really excited to see what he's going to give us on Sunday night. Yeah. Just think about when we're talking about the monk there. Actually, given this sort of the casting um, of, of the original monk, um, and then and then the way Big Finish do it, uh, and it's from a, a sort of like a comedy uh, light entertainment background. Bradley Walsh wouldn't have been a bad piece of casting uh, had he not been playing Graham. For, for the monk coming back, uh, uh, completely. I, I, one of the things I was most excited about for the the, 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 the season where Jody was starting was seeing that Bradley was in the mix because I think he's he's fabulous. He's got such a warmth to him. Um, you know, if he is to go in this in this uh, in this next story, I'll genuinely miss him because he is he, he does he has a lovely warmth about him that brings you in. It's almost that bit with the Doctor being so uncertain. Normally, the Doctor's the warmth, isn't he? Normally, the, the Doctor's the character that brings in the warmth, and and with Geordie being uncertain, uh, deliberately so perhaps, I, I think I think Bradley's really sort of stepped up and provided a different dimension to what a companion can do. I really like that. But he also played a somewhat different role on the Sarah Jane Adventures. He certainly has the capacity to play a somewhat sinister, yeah. meddling monk-type type character. So, yeah, that's my theory then. Um, Graham will turn out to be the meddling monk all along. We'll buy that. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, this is Pete, and my theory for the climactic climax of the season uh, is that we're going to get Lenny Henry finally revealed to be the Doctor because he was wearing a scarf with a TARDIS pattern on it in Skyfall, and I completely joked that it might be some kind of secret symbol. And then ever since then, we've had weird stuff going on and, and fake Doctors popping up, and suddenly, if that turns out to actually be true... Uh, I will be really uh, chuffed, but I can't think why that would be true. I hope there's some kind of um, tying up, tying together of the Ashad storyline of the evil Cyberman and the Master. Have they met yet? I don't. We don't. We haven't seen that they have. Maybe they'll get a first meeting, or maybe they'll remain as separate threads that get tied off separately. That would be okay, but it would be less satisfying. Um, the timeless children. And Brendan, the uh, imprisoned in whatever it is person, yeah, there's got to be something to do with the Time Lords all being a lie. I don't mind at all. The 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 um the Ruth Doctor and and the potential of there having been maybe other Doctors too, if if that's all from the Doctor's own distant past, brilliant. That'd be really exciting. I've got there's nothing. I do not understand at all why why almost everyone is saying it would be terrible if there was a Doctor before Hartnell. Why? Why? There is no reason for that to be terrible. It's a science fiction series about a time traveller. He could have been a, a he could have been a gazelle before he turned into William Hartnell. So what? Better act that's preferable to him just being a little child who was scared because Clara was hiding under his bed, understandably, um, that Moffat inflicted on us. Um, anything's better than that as a backstory. Quite frankly, that was offensive. 
So basically, bring it on. Um, I, I, Jim Nall has a is, is a fascinating writer, and I, I have no idea what's going to happen. Uh, but and I, I, I'm really fascinated about what's going to happen with the Doctor and her companions, and who's going to leave. That is the that's the biggest thing. Are, are we actually going to get a leaving scene, or is it going to just sort of end? And then we'll come back next year and find out that maybe they don't travel together anymore. I hope not. And while a cliffhanger ending would be good in a way, because cliffhangers are exciting, it's going to be a long time till the next season. And I think back at the end of the trial, JNT was right to veto Eric Sawards' um, ending of the Doctor and the Valyard trapped, uh, you know, falling into a virtual waterfall, uh, Reichenbach Falls style. For, um, because after watching The Wretched Thing for 14 weeks, people deserve an ending. So I really hope we get an ending. If then something else spins out of it and there's a, uh, what on earth this kind of cliffhangery thing for something new, fine, that would be exciting. But I do want a sense of the story of, of this last 10 weeks coming to a conclusion of sorts because it's, it has been really intriguing and, uh, and I've been enjoying it and I've been loving the way the episodes veer from one genre to another. And, and just absolutely, I, I, I love the fact that I cannot predict what's going to happen. So, yeah, those are my thoughts on the t- upcoming Timeless Children. Uh, Brendan, obviously, is Dodo, but I mean, that, that goes without saying. Okay, so, hello. Uh, I think the Ruth Doctor is pre-Hartnell. I think that Chibnall is going to tie up the Morbius Doctors. And I also think that this Brendan fella is actually something to do with the Cybermen. Okay, thanks, bye. Hello, this is James, a.k.a. Jixter2009, and these are my predictions for the finale of Season 12. Um, There's so much, (laughs) so many different uh, strands, and I'm not really sure where to start, but I'll I'll start with um, the the subplot of Brendan from Ascension of the Cybermen. I feel very strongly that this is likely to be a, a, a Time Lord, whether it's the Doctor um, in a previously unknown incarnation, uh, possibly the Master, or maybe some sort of twist that will end up with this being the lone Cyberman. Um, don't know at the moment. Uh, definitely felt that it was the Chameleon Arch that was being used at the end of the episode to wipe the memory of Brendan. Um, it does open up possibilities that actually there are other Time Lords on Earth. So we had... Ruth, who was hiding on Earth with uh, her companions who were looking after her, and we had Brendan, who was on Earth being looked after by his father and the um, the police constable um, that at the end hadn't aged. So uh, again, felt that there was there was something more going on there, and maybe there are other time lords. Maybe that the lie that they're talking about is that there are other time lords on Earth uh, that have been hiding for for a long time. Um, we don't know which incarnation of the Master we're currently seeing. Uh, lots of speculation as to whether that's uh, pre or post uh, Missy. Um, and that does open up the possibility that actually there's a secret past of Gallifrey that we're not aware of. So from the Doctor's point of view, a sort of pre, um, a pre-lifetime um, I know that there's been lots of rumours about there being another set of incarnations before the Doctor, and maybe the Doctor's had uh, her memories wiped. 
um, and is, is currently living out another lifetime uh, that was unknown. So I, I think there's definitely something within that, um, and that would explain why Ruth is uh, technically the Doctor. We're told that it's not a parallel universe, so um, it would then stand to reason that the reason why the Doctor can't remember Ruth's Doctor is because the memory was wiped at, at some point. Um, but then that's very complicated, timey-wimey stuff. So, uh, so yeah, so I'm hoping that the Ruth Doctor will be back so we can find out how that all fits in. Um, it, my other thought was that maybe at some point, with all the things that have been going on with Gallifrey, that uh, there's been a split timeline that actually there, there are two versions of Gallifrey because of a, a, a moment in time. Um, and I know people have said about the Patrick Troughton, you know, this could be a particular timeline that comes from, from, from that era. Um, it will be interesting to see. So all go for the finale. Can't wait. <laughs> 